Welcome back, guys. This is K-pop fighting. This is the co-host TYB, and this is Kyun. It's been like a week since we did the twice, and whatever. The is there anything new happened to you, Kyun? Was there? Uh, it's pretty much the same story, but like you know, that's the progress, you know. Yeah, but I actually finished the song. Woo! Yes. Uh, Finally. <laughs> and I'm gonna be sending the files to the engineer to do the final touches. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, it's out of my hand now. Okay, so the yeah. the rod has been casted basically. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It is set in stone. Nice. So we'll it is really really soon now, right? Yeah. Yeah, like maybe two, two weeks from now. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like this episode usually is like coming to America in like Friday through Sunday, and it's before Sunday. Uh huh. So like when that is done, it'll be like only. Basically, a week left. Yeah, when, a week left. Yeah, when people listen to yeah, so that's pretty quick actually. That's, yeah, like like thirteen days from yeah, now. Yeah, like so, like maybe a week from the time this podcast is released. So we'll mm-hmm. look forward to it. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm going to have a trip in Japan. Yeah. Well, when this episode is aired, I'm already back in Korea. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so pretty much not much happening, but like. I'm really looking forward to it for many reasons, but like one thing that I'm looking forward to is like anytime I go there, there's always K-pop in it. Uh-huh. It's not just growing, it changes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like last time there was too many Twice and Straight Kids like all over Japan. Mm-hmm. So I'll see what will happen next time, sort of, because like Japan is very similar to Korea, but yet very different. Yeah. It's like opposite kind of Korea. It's very weird to say that, but <laughs> it's like a mirror. <laughs> it's like a multiverse. Yeah, yeah, of, exactly. Of Korea. <laughs> exactly. Like it's like everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, yeah There is yeah. like one version Korea and another version Japan. Yeah. It's like a to They're me very it, similar in some type of ways, but really different in another aspect. Yeah, it's a symmetry. It's, it's like it's like a, whenever I'm going to Japan, it feels like a mirror. Mm-hmm. Like we look. The Al- other side of the mirror. Yeah, we look almost the same, but it's all the opposite, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, the way they talk and the music itself is all very different. Yeah. Although we learn a lot of music from Japan. It's yeah, we ca- did. But it's very different, though. And yeah. I think it's different because it's, it happens to every single industry, but this is K-pop podcast, so I'll put it on and, you know, drag this <laughs> episode into our episode today because... Many, many industries in Korea learned Western or modern thoughts on Japan, from Japan. Mm-hmm. But then they learn from America or Europe. Yeah. Like more genuine source. Yeah. And then it changes. And this guy, Teddy, we're talking about, mm-hmm. he's basically the guy, I think, who put like the genuine, authentic USA vibe into Korean music. Yeah, the hip-hop sound. Yeah, hip-hop sound. That, so like... He is like, to me, he's like the first person, like first producer that I like recognized as like a real American top pop producer. Yeah. Like, what was your, yeah. So like, let me ask you, like, we're talking about Teddy, by the way, (laughs) if you guys Mm -hmm. didn't get it. So how, like, what was the first song like produced by Teddy that you listened to? Like the first song? Uh, It's probably some G-Dragon songs. Yeah. I mean, I I've known Teddy like, yep, yep, uh, yep. Uh, like oh yeah, he I works mean, with he works with Big Bang. I mean, like, you're a rapper producer. There's no way you can't yeah. recognize him. Yeah. I, I mean, like when I was like really young, okay, like okay. I've heard about him. Like yep, oh yeah, yep. he work 
He's yeah, like a big guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, he worked for like Twenty One, yep, like yep, yep. Big Bang, yada yada yada. But yeah. when G Dragon Solo Project came out with Crooked, yeah, uh, amazing song. And Crayon, Crayon, and uh, One of a Kind. Yeah, One of a Kind. Those uh, were dope hip hop. And like I. I checked like the credits. Yep. When I was like nine, like Teddy's all over yep, the project. Yep. 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 And I was like, oh yeah, this is the mastermind behind this whole YG sound. Uh, that yeah. one of a kind album was like shocking to many many hip hop you know, oh, yeah. industry people because like this it, it was like a there was like same declaration that I'm the hip hop you know and the sound behind it was so yeah. magnificent and it's just total hip hop so like. Yeah, and ever since that, G G D has been my favorite rap, Korean rapper. For you? Oh, yeah. Nice. So and Teddy is the one who you know, designed yeah. this whole sonic, uh, acoustic sure. uh, environment. Yeah, he's like a Kanye West of G G's blueprint. You know? Right. Yeah, right. He designed the whole soundscape. Makes sense. So that 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 was really shocking for me. Yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, I've been. I, I'm gonna talk talk later on about like I un, unlike you I was like raised with Teddy like I knew him uh-huh. as a member of w- one time and like even Kwisong songs oh like, yeah you know, like a uh, featuring and everything I knew him for a while but one thing that I was like totally changing not just Teddy but the K-pop was Twenty One's first EP oh yeah I still remember like I was in with fire yeah 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 I was in America. And I was just was you know just listening to many l- listened K-pop songs stuff and then just casually there was a new idol like a female Big Bang or girl Big Bang that's mm-hmm. what they say I'm like okay so I checked it uh-huh. I already knew the song Lollipop which was song yeah like with, a feature, with Big Bang yeah with Big Bang and I liked it but I was like cute well, I, I didn't feel you know too much about it yeah, yeah, yeah but then there was fire and then I don't care and those bangers mm-hmm. I listened to the whole EP like I, like usually when I listen to music I was you know maybe playing games or doing homework or stuff when yeah, I was, yeah when I was in the dorms you know in the USA high school and I'm, and that time when I was listening to fire and then until the end I was like let's stay together I still remember the end of song like the whole song I was like what in the world is this? I mean, like, because I was shocking to me because it was the first K-pop album to me that was at the same level as a mainstream pop album. Oh, yeah. That I listened to in the USA. When I'm saying mainstream pop album, I'm like John Legend or Justin Timberlake or Usher oh, yeah. level. Like, And then those were the heydays of like a mainstream pop, like hip-hop pop, like, you know, Confessions. Future Sex Love Sound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those, like, crazy dope albums, like, Indie Airy. Yeah, or, Timberlake. Yeah, uh, Timberlake, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, or, like, Usher's Confession, yeah. And then, like, what else? Like, the uh, the Alicia Keys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Her album, the second one. It was, like, a magnificent era for pop. Like, the Rihanna and Beyonce, like, all their, oh, yeah. like, crazy classics. But, like... The early Drake days. Yeah, early yeah. Drake days, exactly. And then Kanye was this... One of the prime days, yeah, when there was like a Watch the Throne, yeah, stuff like that. And I'm like, when I was listening to this, is like, I like, first thing that reminded me of this is like, this is like the Rihanna level album. That's what I mm-hmm. thought when I first listened to the whole album. I was like, this is like the Rihanna level album, but unlike Rihanna or Beyonce, this is so Korean, yeah. You the know, lyrics like, are Korean, yeah. The lyrics and then the 
way that you know the girls are hurt by you know these playboys are going to the club and stuff it's all the references were so related to me because I'm Korean too yeah it was so Korean so it was like a shocking experience to me like Chinese Romeo album and Blackpink is I uh, know no 21's this first EP were the first time that I realized K-pop is like a global superpower mm-hmm and so that's why I have like a strong respect to both Isuman and Teddy. But Teddy, he's a producer. So that was very shocking to me. And that's why I wasn't that surprised when Blackpink was like, you know, having like a huge mega, uh-huh. mega success. Because basically Blackpink is like a second version of 21. 21. Yeah. And Teddy is, you know, just, just without seamlessly just, you know, continuing his work as a girl group producer, you know? So that was very interesting to me. So, like, to me, I, it seems like to both of us, Teddy's very special. Mm-hmm. So, like, we, I mean, so, like, we'll basically talk about Teddy today and probably not going to talk about everything because that's going to take us, like, forever. Like, yeah. I checked his, like, the credits. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, right now, he doesn't do as much, like, you know, produce as much work as now. Mm-hmm. And, He's now more exclusive in his work, but still, there are so many songs. Like, it's crazy. Like, he started his career in 1998. Wow. And then, like, until even now, he has a hit song. Like, Mm -hmm. like, Taeyang's Vibe and Jisoo's Flower and Chunzomi's Fast Forward. It's like, these are, and I check these and it's like, wow, these are like one of my favorite K-pop songs this year. Yeah, like, (laughs) Like what's crazy is because what's crazy is that he has at least at least two hit songs in a year, and like, it's all trendy. <laughs> yeah, and it is all like like f- all fresh, all like twenty twenties type song. Yeah, like like you could just pick a pick a year like two thousand fifteen, and there was like bang 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 loser. Oh bang, my bang. god! And like it's like this is probably <laughs> better than most people's like. Like a whole lifetime credit. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> that's like, it's like every song is like, if you can have one hit song like Bang Bang Bang, you're a winner. <laughs> yeah, it's like Korean version of Pharrell. Like, yeah, basically, it's crazy. Basically, and like, like, that's just crazy. But like, so we have to, but we, I can see that we don't talk a lot about Teddy because he's not a front fan. No. But, yeah. but that's why I think we have to talk about it because Teddy is one of the most favorite producer in the USA and Europe, I think. Yeah. But he's there's not much talk going on with him, so it might be better to maybe you can talk about him. Yeah, he doesn't get his, he doesn't receive his flowers like like as he should have. Yeah, as he should have. I think he doesn't like it almost. Mm-hmm. He wants to be like behind the shadow almost feels like. But yeah, we'll talk about it. So like, he has, uh, I I think this is like a repetition of story, you know. Once this Korean boy goes to, or, or girl, goes to America and learns something and comes back and oh, yeah. <laughs> do something, just same with, like, Jin Young Park and, you know, Lee Suman and everything. Yeah. Same story again with Teddy. Even with me. <laughs> yeah, with you, actually. Yeah, yeah, you go to California. And Teddy's story kind of remind me of, actually, Gyun, your story, actually. Oh, because yeah. Because he moved to New York, like, the state New York, not the city. Yeah, yeah. Very early. And then he was, you know, having a hard time there. But, like, he learned English very fastly because yeah, of that, maybe. So, yeah. Because there are not all Koreans. And then he co- went back to L.A. 
mm-hmm. with that you know L- New York style of you know fashion, fashion and perfect English skills and you know East Coast hip hop vibe in it you know because the, like there was always saying that he wear this Timberland boots ah uh, that is very New York <laughs> yeah that is very New York but it was but two you know L A guys was like these guys are cool you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so when he was in L A now he was pretty like cool guy in high school then. He and I believe Danny, of yeah, one time. of one time. Yeah, they became friends and you know produced music and made a mixtape. But then, just I don't know how, but like with some out of love experience, Yang Yang Suk, the YG, the head of YG, listened to him, and then did the audition. When it was like fifteen, sixteen, something wow. really early, actually like a f- sophomore year or something, whatever high school, and then he obviously got got in like. You mm-hmm. guys are in, man. And then he threw away everything, like every single like USA life, and came to America, um, to Korea. No, right. to Korea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from America to Korea. Sorry. Yeah. And then he became like the f- almost first trainee. Like there was Jinu Shan in the YG. Yeah. And there was this OG producer Perry. Yeah, Perry. Yeah, and then sort of he became like a pupil of Perry so like he learned from like him everything yeah, like, like the, the producing yeah how to produce how to rap and stuff and then everything so he started learning from it and his debut was as a one time in 1998 that's really early man <laughs> 1998 1998 that's when H.O.T. was still around right? yeah yeah I mean <laughs> H.O.T. was only like a two years yeah. ahead of him. Like because I believe that H.O.T. debuted at 96, 97. So it's really yeah. early. It's really early. And then his first music was One Time. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I mean, you, you you probably don't remember One Time, but it was the heydays of music shows in Korea. Yeah. I, I was a fan of H.O.T. and stuff and G.O.D. and stuff. It was, not even, it was even before G.O.D. It's crazy early. But then... I still remember the first time I watched One Time. One Time was actually pretty successful. Yeah. Like, they did, like, uh, One Time and Kejina uh, Ching Ching. What else? Hot Dugga. Hot Dugga. Oh, Hot Dugga. That was amazing. Yeah. And, like, the, all those songs. And what, to me, what was interesting to me was I didn't know anything about hip-hop back then. Like, to me, like, I, hip-hop was foreign to me. Like, only sort of like a real hip-hop song that I knew was like the Lose Yourself. Oh, yeah, by Eminem. Yeah, by Eminem. Only because I watched 8 Mile. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was the only only hip-hop song I knew, like literally, like real hip-hop song. But I first saw it one time and they had this like, you know, towels and their actions were very, very mainstream hip-hop, you know? Like very genuinely USA. Yeah, like how like Wu Tang Clan like oh. wears baggy clothes. Yeah, yeah, it is uh, more like DMX type of like. Oh yeah. More like a mainstream hip hop vibe in it. Yeah, like, like Ja Rule. Yeah, yeah, Ja Rule. Like, like Teddy's music, like and his rap is very, very much influenced by Wu Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. Like Luza, I can see that. And Method Man and stuff, but like the stage was more mainstream hip hop, like DMX. Um, like, yeah. Like Koreans, in the late nineties did not like mainstream hip-hop much. They like more conscious hip-hop, like Talib Kali or uh-huh. those more, you know, common sense, you know, yeah. the rapper. More, like, serious and more 
poetic rappers. Yeah. But it was DMX who were like rocking the chart back then. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. Oh, Snoop Dogg, Mace. Dre. Dre. Yeah. Uh, Dre. Like uh, Dr. Dre. Dre. Yeah, Dr. Dre. Yeah. And Mace, yeah, Mace. Oh, yeah. Th- those guys, like, those like Puff Daddy's guys and stuff. And those were like really mainstream hip hop. And one time had that kind of vibe in it. So although they were real hip hop, the hip hop scene of Korea did not like him. Yeah, because it was very uh, catchy. Yeah, the two capitalistic com- commercial. Like, yeah, and stuff. too commercial, which is ironic. Like that's what hip hop was. <laughs> yeah, in in Korea and in America, there was like authentic hip hop, but many many indie hip hop guys were like you know try to get away from that. Yeah, very underground. Yep, yep. Yeah, but Teddy to me feels like always always like a very genuine hip hop and always followed this like authentic hip hop mainstream hip hop sounds from the USA. And one song like that for, to me was the most shocking was Ayo by Jinushan, mm-hmm. which is produced by Teddy actually. Wow. That uh-huh. song is like a king of mainstream hip hop. It's like I think one of that, that's like one of the most successful hip hop single ever. single ever. Yeah, it, it was like a it got chart number one in like two thousand one. Yeah. And uh-huh. Jinushan and Drunken Tiger were like the first ever like rapper ever who got number one by real hip hop like yeah when I say real hip hop there's like no like crazy dancing no. or you know like Kayo style singing you mm-hmm. know like you know it's just rap like, <laughs> real rap and hook which right now no one cares because hip hop is so mainstream now but yeah and and like the mainstream K-pop songs absorbed it yep, a yep. lot <laughs> yeah yeah so now no one cares but like back then in, like it's like before 2002 World Cup Wow. Before Gune was even conceived, <laughs> yeah, it was like that. That was even before my, uh, my mom and dad even got married. Probably, yeah, that's I mean, crazy. That's like very, very early, and it the back that during back that time, like having a like a real hip hop single was a very big deal back then. Mm-hmm. And Teddy was the guy who you know produced those music and like really created it, and like he usually like produced so many music from them and then one time was not that what should I say very short lived because they didn't perform very much there were many accents behind mm-hmm. between the albums but he produced Hui Songs With Me I mean he was featured in Hui Songs With Me as a rapper mm-hmm. that was actually a really amazing single it's like one of the first real authentic R&B hit song yeah Hui Songs he's an OG yeah he's a yeah. true OG and then like the songs music and then the, the with me the rap of Teddy was also really authentic actually it feels like a rapper's you know featured version of like like this is what real American rapper would feature when yeah. he's like featured on like Craig Davis song or stuff like that yeah. it's gonna be like it was, I see that yeah it was very authentic so like he mostly produced became like a one-time producer till like 2003 mm-hmm. because that was his their like last successful album Hatiga was on it Hatiga was amazing actually like wow. yeah even I even I know it uh and I'm not even I wasn't I wasn't even I, I, I was basically a newborn baby when that song came out like 2004 yeah was totally, but, that, but, but, that, the, but the legacy is keep going on it's the songs were like amazing and like like you can see, like, he was a bit more comical back then. Yeah. I mean, he was young. He was a kiddo back then. But, yeah. like, he had some energy and, like, very authentic vibe that no one actually had before. Mm-hmm. You can see that. So, like, after that, he started producing more, actually. There was, like, a 
Sabbath's Passion, mm-hmm. Yeolchung, that was a great song, by the way. And then, like, it's very much like Usher. Mm-hmm. It's like a Korean version of Usher's Confession, basically. <laughs> so he became more pop producer. He did one time song again in 2005, and he did mostly seven songs now I can sing. Sing mm-hmm. like La 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 and I Know and We Belong. Oh, Big Bang's We Belong Together. Oh. So, like, about 2006, 7, and 8, that's when, like, he started uh, producing new, more of, like, a YG music. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, very important era because Big... Until Big... Like, we say a lot about good stuff about one time, but before Big Bang, YG was basically a... So, what should I say? So, some sort of very big indie label or very, what should I say, small music company that sells very unique sound mm-hmm. it wasn't like a big company successful yeah not like a k-pop label no not at all not at all more, more like an underground yep yep uh hip-hop yeah yeah based yeah. pop label i guess yeah seven was like the only star they would say actually pop mm-hmm. other than that like it was authentic r&b or hip-hop and then big bang came and like everything changed obviously yeah. it just they just started producing music and then just by that time, like 2008, 9 era, YG became like the biggest K-pop label ever. ever. Yeah, for and sure. With their own very authentic US vibe sounds on it. But that's when, like, you know, Teddy became a pop producer too, actually. Yep. So let's... <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Like 2008, the he produced... Om Jong Hwa's Disco. <laughs> wow. And, I never knew. And Big Bang's Bulgun Remember. Crazy. And Taeyang's, you know, on, Only Look at Me, Kido. Yeah. Those were like dope songs, man. It's like, these are like amazing songs. Like, Disco is like, a, we never talked about Om Jong Hwa. Sometimes you'll definitely have to go for Om Jong Hwa, but Om Jong Hwa is like a legendary, she's like a Madonna, like, mm-hmm. like legendary singer. And, there was one time Om Jong-hwa was working with YG and they worked and made this disco and this song was like a huge hit. Yeah, it was. Like, it, it was probably one of the most successful songs ever in the 2000s. Yeah. As a dance producing and then... Didn't the song involve Top from Big Bang also? Yeah, he, he did a rap feature. Yeah. And it was really successful and then there was Taeyang's prayer and only look at me. It's like yeah. it's like a starting point of Taeyang as like a you know Korean Omarian, yeah, Korean usher. Like he's like a real Korean R and B thug. Yeah, that song is really toxic, by the way. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That, that that was actually the point, you know. Yeah, I love that song. That was amazing. And then after that, he started in two thousand nine. Twenty one came, and now it's the era that I was like shocked. There was like you know mm-hmm. fire. I don't care in the club. Let's go party, pretty boy. Yeah, just every. Ugh. Are all amazing songs. And yeah. He did Taeyang's Where You At mm-hmm. and Bak Bom's You and I. Oh, that's another classic yeah. pop song. It's like crazy. It's like all like very awesome songs. And during that era, you can see like Teddy until then was more like an indie hip hop R&B producer. Yeah. But with this era, like in 2009, he became more like authentic pop musicians. Mm-hmm. And right now we think of it as a YG sound, but it was actually very authentic U.S. chart music. With, yeah. And with the lyrics, I think people think more about his producing and his music, but I think very high on his 
lyrics. Lyricism. Yeah, because, yes. like, his, first of all, his lyrics is very musical. Like, he's a yeah. rapper. So, mm-hmm. like, it's every single word that he spit, not he spit, but the... the he the, wrote? He wrote, mm-hmm. and the idol spit are very, very musical, like, sound-wise. Yeah. And also, he knows... He knows Korean culture and like the Korean culture of like right now, like the youth culture right now. Like, yeah. Like uh, the song, the, the first album EP of 281 was so shocking to me. Not only because of the producing, producing was amazing. It was like a Rihanna umbrella level to me. Like, yeah. It was for shocking. Sure. And then another thing that was shocking to me was, you know, Rihanna and Beyonce, they're so USA. Like their lyrics is like so. They're happening in the USA, you yeah. know. So the cultures are different. But when I listened to Twenty One, it was like, yeah, these are my friends. What my friends are going on, you know, like this is exactly yeah. my back then girlfriend or my back then friends, like friends were girl. They are going on. Like I can feel it, you know. Yeah. What what uh what women what girls yeah. went through. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And like Taeyang's wedding dress or Taeyang's prayer or. Sadly, Taeyang only look at me. That was exactly what many bad boys were thinking of back then, actually. It was very genuine. Sometimes toxic, but very genuine. And I can feel it. Oh my gosh, these are like really like very, very in context of Korean youth. Like Mm -hmm. like about what Yoon's age, like 20 to 25, something like like real youth, you know. Yeah. Like what they think of. That was very... Shocking to me because, because although many some people no one think of it right now, but back then many people thought of Twenty One as like a copy version of Rihanna or like copied version of pop. Mm-hmm. But I did disagreed with them because the context, the lyrics, and the contents was so different. Yeah, it was and, so Korean, and it had the authenticity. Yeah, uh, true authenticity. I mean. I don't know how he knows so much about like this like young girl's mind. Yeah, like <laughs> it's just like, it's like deep inside. Like you know what they're thinking, you know. Yeah, and even now, uh, yeah, his his recent works like such as Chun Somi's single. Gum gum gum. Yeah, I mean the yeah. Chun Somi is of course reading, writing the lyrics together, but yeah, s- still so authentic. But at least Teddy is like giving the ideas yeah. or like working together, throwing up ideas and like giving references and stuff. Yeah, like Chun Somi's recent album with the gum 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 and everything. Yeah, those fast are, forward. Yeah, those yeah. are so authentic. That's like, that's exactly what like the girls about Chun Somi's age are thinking right now. I can feel yeah. that. That's, it's not so like, not like these old, young 40s trying to be young or anything like that. No. Not at all. It's very authentic. Yeah. By the way, he's basically young 40 <laughs> yeah he is like 45 45 something like that he's really old but like he's not you know his yeah. mind is still sharp and very very new yeah uh, I mean he's not he's not that old but actually, still yeah. but yeah. still uh, as like a K-pop uh, writer producer yeah yeah he is pretty he, he's not young so yep yep and also I want to think about it. I, so, uh, I want to talk about this uh he was actually one of the most important hip hop producer too, actually, mm-hmm. because he, because like I talked about one time, like one time was very mainstream, you know, like very mainstream hip hop like DMX, which was not looked down of in Korea back then, but with the Big Bang, it changed, like especially the GD and Top. By the way, 
just like any other albums, Big Bang's albums, many, many songs were produced by Teddy, but also Judy and Top, I can check. Uh, hi, Hi, Oh Yeah, and uh -huh. Don't Go Home are produced by Teddy, which are pretty much the cream of the <laughs> crop of that album. Yeah. <laughs> and those albums, and back th like those albums and the GD and Top album was very important in the history of hip hop because it's the first time they, the hip hop scene realized that we have to be mainstream, you know. Yeah. We have to have that like rich sound and rich lyrics and rich spirit, you know. Mm -hmm. Speed-wise, we don't need to be indie. We can be like a mainstream. We can yeah. be the big guys, basically. And this was a time where braggadocio type spirit mm, yep, yep. was really introduced to Korean hip hop as well. Yeah, and so. after that, then like came more like you know trap and braggadocio rappers and flexing. Yeah, 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 like Benzino. Those guys are basically the son of Teddy's and Judy's music. Basically. Yeah. So that's why it's like so amazing to s see like although Teddy after like 2008 never produced any like indie music. No. He's still one of the biggest producer ever in hip hop history too actually in Korea. Mm -hmm. And then after that he did more you know like huge 21 album or yeah. you know, Big Bang album. I am the best. Hate you ugly. That's like oh my gosh. Lonely and GDM Bang Myung-soo's Baram Nasa. Crazy. That's like, <laughs> that itself is like a enough hit song for like one producer to make in whole lifetime. Yeah, that, that is like a great summer song. Yeah. Summer EDM song. By Those the way. were like all amazing songs. And then after that, there was these legendary album of Big Bang, you know, the Still Alive. Yeah, yeah. The... Oh, and then the KXX and Crayong, those music. Like, <sighs> crazy. Like, yeah, those are like the best mu it's like the best albums ever. And like yeah. we can't review his all his singles because that's gonna take us forever basically. For but sure. he became like the basically the mastermind behind all the YG's music. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy about Teddy is although right now that of two thousand twenty three, it seems like YG is struggling a little bit. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. But still, Teddy, not at all. Like, every single song that Teddy produces is still alive, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and the label that Teddy established, the Black, the, label. the Black Label, is doing pretty well. Very well, yeah. I mean, Very well. Like, last year, there were, like, Teddy produced the Pink Venom. By Blackpink. Blackpink <laughs> probably one of the biggest successful songs in K-pop last year. Yeah. And this year, he made... Taeyang's vibe, Sisu's flower, crazy. Chunsomi's fast forward, gum gum gum, and Jenny's you and me. It's just all like great song, and he is still at the edge. Yeah, and he's still on top. Yeah, he is, like, yeah, like like what 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 I was sh shocked by was the last year Blackpink single, Pink Venom, mm -hmm. and you know it goes like really trendy, twenty twenties type hip hop song. Yep, yep, yep. And through the second verse, the song, the arrangement completely changes mm -hmm. and it goes into a 90s hip-hop boom-bap type beat. Mm. And uh, Lisa and Jenny goes like back-to-back -back yeah. and drops these like fire verses. Yep, yep. And to be honest, like that was like the best hip-hop verse, Korean hip-hop verse. I mean, it was, it, was, it was written in English, but still like through K-pop, K-hip-hop, I think that was like the best verse. 
of the 2020s. Probably was directed by Teddy. Yeah, and they for were sure. performer, but still, you know, sometimes Teddy wrote the verses, I I believe. Yeah, probably, but like still, you know, even Drake sometimes does ghostwriting. So look, right yeah, now, it's I mean, like Party Next Door wrote a lot of Drake songs. So. You can see that. Yeah, I mean, so it's yeah. like, so it's like. It's hard to like you know draw a line between them, but like yeah. the performance and the, as a whole product was so awesome. The project as a whole yeah. was such a great, and I loved. Although we talked a little bit about vibe of Taya, I'll say it again. It's like one of the great greatest single of this year. Yeah, it, for sure. Yeah, it was very fresh, and I was wondering what Taeyang would do because like Taeyang's music was very authentic, like two thousand R and B. Thug R&B like Usher or Omarin or like uh, Trey Chris, songs Chris Brown Chris Brown yeah tr- very Trey songs yeah so like and I like those songs in 2000 but I never listened to Trey songs at all in <laughs> 2020s in 2020s yeah, yeah no Jay Holiday I'm sorry but no. like just it's just not my style anymore but then so I was worried about Tan because he was so authentic R&B thug that what mm-hmm. would he do like I can't imagine him becoming like the weekend or stuff like that nah. so what can you do but then this vibe it's like very trendy and it's very tan also it's like it's like the it's like you know he's Teddy's like a Doctor Strange and he calculated all the stuff and uh, he's yeah, like all the possibilities yeah possibilities and this is like the one outcome that can make Taeyang fresh and hot again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he just gave it to him. And, like, the visuals also. So fresh. I, I never knew Taeyang would uh, Have a l- look good yep. in blonde, uh, straight hair. He looks so 2023 idol, actually. Yeah, and he looks even younger. Yeah. Uh, and the dances are the more, most, like, more sophisticated than ever. So good. And like the challenges going on, yeah, yeah. All of the project was so fresh. Uh, it was like the second like turning point for Taeyang for Taeyang's career. So. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. Yeah, Teddy was the guy behind it, and like we gotta give him the, the flowers that he deserves. It's uh, amazing, and I agree with you. And actually, I think it we can't just go with that. Like what we talked about it was. At first, mostly the frontman as a one t- leader one time and the producer and then producer. But I think now he's bigger than that. Although he's not a CEO. He used to be a CEO of the Black Label until last year. Oh, yeah. He resigned and now he's more a executive producer. Yeah. Which means the business guys are doing the, you know, CEO stuff and stuff. Yeah. But he's concentrating more on the music and the creative side, I think. Yeah, I love that. But still... The music of Teddy and the project of Teddy and the Black Label as a business is so fresh, you know. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it, and it's very, very. Uh, it's very new. Mm-hmm. There's no K-pop label like Black Label. No. And no. I really like that. And uh, like you said, uh, Teddy resigned from the from the CEO, CEO yeah. last year. Yeah. And look what he look look what he has done in the past year, like. Ever since he resigned and focused more on the on music, music side, he has been dropping fires like that's fire projects and that's crazy. Yeah, like the just look how Chung Sumi, uh, Taeyang, and all uh, fire. And look at how artists of Black Label are doing. Like even Park Bo Gong. I'm just saying that that's crazy. That's uh, that's great, and and yeah. I think it's not just a. Uh, Music's are great. It's bigger than that. Like, 
we talked about the you know like many people if you guys didn't listen to i really recommend you guys to listen to the first episode couple episodes where we went through the greatest producers we talked about Bang Ji-yeok and Lee Soo-man and Jin Young Park and Min Hee Jin and those like big guys and big big leaders yeah they they were not just making good music they made a good project yeah. good business and, and the vision yeah and Teddy was like that level I think we don't think about it and we don't deserve that credit also because yeah. Black Label is small and because and he's more low key yeah but the being a low key and make keeping it small is the point of Teddy and the yeah. point of the Black Label. True. Because Black Label is like the only K-pop label that is sort of a crew. It's the only crew. Like J- JYP is a little bit, but not much. Yeah. Yeah. Because since it is like so big. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and yeah, JYP does whatever he wants. I, I I know that, but still he can't provide like a hundred percent of the freedom yeah. that he wants to yeah because he is like the main guy yeah uh, and uh, of an empire basically and he ha- like he's i heard like the employee of jyp is like 350 you can't control that big of people that's just too big you know yeah and it's out, out of you know not just the artists just the staffs yeah. And if you add on to all those big artists, it's just a totally different story, which is good. I'm not saying they're bad, but like Hybe and uh, JYP and all the big labels are sort of like a corporate. Yeah. Culturally and everything. But I think Black Label, the point of Black Label is, is it's like a crew. They're very small. Mm-hmm. They're very genuine. And they have like an individual, like each individual can have a, authentic relationship with Teddy yeah. I think and everything stuff and the stars are like the everything like, the stars are aligned yeah. and their uh, their energy is matching yeah and they're and, all like very genuine and they want to be this like real American style star you know yeah. they produce themselves and you know create and then they have all their visions and everything and I really like what Teddy is doing and because it's very unique yeah. it adds on to something sort of so different from K-pop, so like I am very high. Think of him highly in Jeon Somi's work and yeah, even Park Bogum's works. I'm kind of looking forward to it because like, because yeah. I believe in Teddy. I'm like, there's gotta be something yeah. that he saw from Park Bogum as a singer <laughs> or writer or whatever. Like, yeah, that's why he's accepted. There's I, gotta be something. I can't really imagine uh, Park Bogum being like this, like R and B dancing like star, but still. He's gonna make it happen. No, I- I'm sure. Make something happen for yeah. sure. Yeah. So like, I'm looking forward to it and like, the way he does, he's kind of like a rebel, even as a boss of the company. I think he's so, so he's kind of like a this pirate actually, where like there's all the kind of big sales, but he's making this very small ship. Yeah. And he's just gonna be like doing it in his own way, a very small very effective way yeah which is and he's making his own wave also yeah it is it is actually so like i guess even smaller version of the black label is the beautiful noise i guess oh yeah <laughs> it's like even smaller version. I, I can definitely see that yes and you know just like teddy the yeah. own the owner of beautiful noise is also like the rapper and like yeah the rapper turned businessman i guess and star <laughs> <laughs> and star star He's like an Eminem. He's a Korean Eminem, basically. Yeah. Uh, we have to talk about, actually, 
Mami-san. Mami-san next week. How about that? Let's talk about Mami-san next week. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. That's actually pretty, pretty cool. Uh, I've never thought about it, but uh, I'm like, why not? You know. But we gotta have like two, two separate episodes. Probably because uh, he has so Mami-san many things. And, and Mad like <laughs> and Mad Clown for supposedly totally different things. Uh, <laughs> Human being. I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna com- uh, like comment on anything. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they have like a two different Instagram, which is like you know two different human being, right? Basically, <laughs> so, they but, are. <laughs> but that's uh. but that's. I think we should talk about Med Clown because not just because uh, not just because Mommy's on is your boss, but also because he is one of the guy who kind of distinguish and like he symbolized something like the hip hop and idol. Yeah, because he's like a very weird combination of hip hop and idol. Mm-hmm. He's a rap star, everyone knows, but he's a also pop, not a K-pop star, but like a pop star. Yeah, in a very weird way. He has a lot of its songs. Yeah, yeah, but in a very weird way, he's a combination between those two. So yeah. we should definitely talk about like Mami Son next week. Maybe we feel like it. we'll talk about his arch enemy, <laughs> Mad Clown. <laughs> yeah. But well, if we do, we should start probably <laughs> talking about Mad Clown. Which one do you think yeah. we should go first? Probably Mad Clown, right? Yeah. Because Mad Clown is. Started much earlier. Yeah, he's a classic artist for sure. <laughs> Although he's not in your label technically. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I don't know him personally. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. That's very funny. That's genuine. But I think it's a great idea. We do the mommy's own episode for sure. That that'll be fun. So that's we went to. Wow. I we really did not think about what we would do next week, but like it kind of pops up actually. So. Yeah. And I can't wait to talk about it, actually. Mad Cloud next next week because he's one of my favorite actually rapper. Yeah, he he's one of my first uh like uh like real like Korean rapper that oh. I was introduced to. Oh, yeah. That's that that would be nice. So that's it for today. So like that's what we have. I mean, there are so many things we can talk about. Like literally, we skipped like a ten. 10 amazing year of his career yeah. of singles but because <laughs> it took a whole decade yeah, off yeah yeah exactly like we you know we missed he even did you know he had even produced Lady Gaga's song really song <laughs> Sour Candy I never knew <laughs> and of course he did like it's not surprising though Yeah, he did the dope, dope song like Chanzo Mi's Birthday yeah. and solo of course of Jenny like probably the best one of the best K-pop solo girl song ever <laughs> yeah no pun intended so <laughs> probably yeah like the ever yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's just amazing and like but yeah, like yeah it's crazy yeah and all the blackpink song and sunmi's kashina oh, oh uh, man right yeah right. those amazing songs but but we have to you know do that like in a you know like what should i say later save for later because it's yeah, just gonna be take off yeah, forever. we should save it for later yeah i mean i honestly sincerely think we should redo the Bang Siok episode because yeah. now he did he released so much more inform- information now yeah we're gonna do an update version of that yeah yeah thanks to him so we'll talk about that later but for Teddy we're gonna you know save it for like you know Sunmi episode or Blackpink episode stuff like that for later so yeah that's pretty much it for this week and next week hopefully we'll see with like Yoon's you know even more updated version of the new song yeah it's gonna be finished next week like mm finished finished so nice so like a- after next episode's release we can maybe listen to Yoon's song too that would be amazing actually. yeah sounds good 
So uh, in Korea, the weather is pretty crazy. So let's let's stay healthy because like you're gonna have some like you know yeah <laughs> do some more work like PR work stuff. So we'll we all like even the listeners, please stay healthy and yeah, take care, guys. Sounds good. So we'll see you next week then. I'll yeah, yeah. we'll see you next day. Goodbye. Yeah, we'll see you next week.